Welcome to a Promise in Progress podcast. I'm Stacia Sharp. This is where we meet to talk about the tough situations that have made us, the commitments and vows we've made to ourselves and to our loved ones along the way, and where we share the stories about when we fell apart and picked ourselves back up again. Share with us today, and as always, follow a Promise in Progress podcast and subscribe to madebyapromise.com for more. So today I'm going to share part two, or what I like to call act two of my caregiver journey, losing my mom to cancer. For some, a journey with cancer, they say, is like fighting a battle. You become a warrior, strong-spirited and brave. My mom was diagnosed with cancer the summer of 2017. I remember we had just bought a house together in a new town with a new family doctor. I remember telling this doctor on my first visit with him that he needed to take a serious look at my parents' health, that my background was in gerontology and helping aging seniors, and that I knew my parents hadn't followed up much on their health after my dad recovered from his triple bypass heart surgery. I told our new family doctor that they are friendly and they will tell you how good they are but they haven't been taking their medications as prescribed and they have had setbacks. I remember the "Mm mm-hmm and the lack of follow-up clearly. It wasn't until my mom started getting weak, weak from weeks of blood loss that her body at her age should not be experiencing, that she finally booked an appointment. The lack of urgency and pride still boggles my mind as I retrace the steps of what else I could have done during those times. It was all so hush-hush, no need to worry anyone else with anything, yet. Then, the first doctor's appointment, she went with my dad. They talked about woman things, issues to follow up on with another doctor. A little while later, another doctor in the city. Then a follow-up. Then another appointment with a surgeon. Then, finally, some truth. Cancer. But, there'd be a surgery. And some recovery. And then she should start to feel better. Oh, and they suggest a follow-up sandwich treatment, they call it, of four weeks radiation and four weeks chemo, then four weeks radiation, but we'll see how things go. It was like there was a disbelief still to what the plan was that the doctors were telling them. As the family, the children, we never got to speak directly with the doctors, and we never knew what the truth really was. We tried to help arrange rides to the city and prepare meals. We tried to be there post-surgery recovery, to plan outings, to make things comfortable. We tried to support mom with the makeup she wanted or thickening shampoos or haircuts or picking out a wig when all her hair fell out. My sisters made blankets and got her new clothes, but she never ever said what she needed. Well, she did everything the doctors said, and months later, she was in recovery. Cancer-free. But they don't really say that. Not right away, anyways. But there were no signs of cancer, just the after-effects of the chemo. Her hair grew back, thinner, grayer, no whiter than before, and she was cold all the time. She didn't get up and move much anymore. Not so much from tiredness, but of weakness or willingness, maybe. And she had chemo fingers, she said. It was like she didn't trust her hands to do the things she wanted them to anymore. The hands that 
played beautiful hymns of music by ear from memory across the black and white somewhat chipped and cracked keys of the upright piano that her parents acquired from somewhere and, and her perfectly modestly manicured nails would tap the keys in perfect time with the music as she would harmonize and sing along but not often anymore because she didn't trust her fingers she recovered or was in recovery and we were celebrating at this time i had just married my husband and we had a baby on the way it was something to look forward to for mom and we had hoped it would ignite a new motivation to get up and active again. She was the queen. That's what Dad would say when he got frustrated, and Mum had him running back and forth from room to room. It was like she couldn't remember what she needed, but the moment he got back to sit with her, she'd ask him to get up again. He didn't mind, but he was exhausted, and we felt it. But months later, the weakness gave way to the falls and the falls gave way to not being able to get up. And I couldn't pick her up alone, and neither could Dad. And Dad tried his best to get her out and see her eyes light up on their day trips again, but she couldn't get in and out of the vehicle, not even barely, with help. And she'd fall. Pretty soon all these falls had her back in the hospital, and one time with a dislocated shoulder from us trying to pick her up and get her inside because she fell on the stairs outside in the rain. This time the hospital kept her for two months. They did physiotherapy and monitored her medication and they sent her home. They sent her home in hopes that the outpatient follow-up would get her mobility aids and set up some home help. None of that worked. She barely touched any of the assistive devices, a walker, a wheelchair, the call-for-help necklace she'd never wear, and home help couldn't support her the way she needed. It was up to me. I had just had a baby, and I was recovering from a C-section, so I wasn't able to do transfers or lifts. Then she had a follow-up with her doctor in the city. Finally. It had been months since she was in hospital and released, and they finally got her to the doctor to run more tests. A couple months after that, back to the city for the results. Yes, what we all knew, but were hoping not to hear. Cancer. Metastasized. It was everywhere. I just kept reading the paper. Finally, I got to see paperwork, like I had earned it. Yes, that's what it said. Metastasized. Everywhere. What's next? More surgery? More chemo? What's the plan this time? I was ready now. My parents were not. They still had no care plan. They were just doing whatever the doctor said, whenever they got around to saying it. I get it. Things take time. Medicine is advanced as it ever has been, but doctors are busy people and hospitals are busy places. So Dad said they'd wait and talk to the doctor at the next appointment to see what the plan was or, or how long she had. How long did she have, Dad? They hadn't asked this question. How could you not ask? As the caregiver at home, I needed to make plans. I needed to call places, make appointments, get medications. I needed to do something now. By this time, we had found out we were pregnant again, but we knew this time it wouldn't be as much of a motivator. 
Most days, Mom sat slumped over, half asleep, half aware in her chair. They finally asked. The doctor said he didn't like to give a timeline, maybe three to four months at the most. But if you ever asked Dad how she was doing, it was like he said each day was getting better than the last. But in reality, it wasn't. Ambulance calls, visiting nurses, people in and out, last visits, possible goodbyes. We never knew for sure. We had hoped there'd be days with bursts of energy so she could do those last day trips that she enjoyed or sit at the piano one more time, but there wasn't. She took moments to enjoy watching her new granddaughter start to crawl around. She tried to sing her a couple of songs. It wasn't long before her days were majorly spent in bed, usually listening to Dad's baseball game in the background. They enjoyed just being together. But there were still no plans. She wanted to stay home as long as possible. She didn't want to go to the hospital. She wanted to be at home and with family. I had to talk to the nurse. It was time to talk DNR. Do not resuscitate forms. What that meant. What would be provided. It took days to sign. Days she didn't have. My sister had come down for a week to help, but it was past the point of care we could properly provide her. They had hardly looked at the hospice pamphlet. I was so mad at myself for not pushing harder. This was my background. I should have had a better handle on this. But it's different when it's your own parents. It's different, and the stubbornness was at a whole different level of denial. We were at the point of hospice. She more than met all the defining points of criteria. The nurse helped explain this to her, and they'd make the transition as smoothly as possible for her. But she had to decide. She was barely coherent at this point. We were in within 24 hours which is amazing because these are small places and they deserve way more funding and respect than they get. I made the calls to family to come, but no one was really ready. I guess you're never really ready. We were seeing it every day, but the rest of the family weren't, so it's understandable. Upon intake, they asked her what she'd like to eat. Again, she was barely coherent. I think they said they made her a mango smoothie. She barely drank it. By the second day, she didn't eat at all. And by the fourth day, she had passed. The whole family made it to say goodbye. We had just left for home, ten minutes away, got the kids to bed and turned in for the night. Then my sister, who had stayed, called us back. Mom was gone. I don't think any of us remember that ten-minute drive back. We all hopped into the cars so quickly... It was like flashes of memory on a slideshow. Click, text message. Click, car doors. Click, mom's room. I wish I could say she fought a long, hard battle with a strong spirit and braveness and that she went out and enjoyed every last visit and vacation. But the truth is, as a caregiver, a bystander, a daughter, I felt I fought mom's battle. I fought a losing battle with a cancer that I never gained any ground with. I battled the doctors, the system, the sickness, the depression, the frustration, the anger. I became like a warrior, but I was never brave. We all weren't. Thanks again for listening. 
Please take the time to reflect on our discussion today, and if you have a story to share, please contact me at madebyapromise.com. And as always, if you like what you hear, follow the Promise in Progress podcast for more.